Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Milwaukee Bucks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Bucks and Six podcast. My name is Steven Dorf, and alongside me today is my co-host, Hershey Winkleman. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN for even more Bucks content. On today's show, we will recap the Bucks game three loss versus the Miami Heat, as well as take a look at some of the other first round series in these NBA playoffs. But before we do so, the Bucks and Six podcast is extremely and excited, extremely happy and excited to welcome our first guest, Andy Dorf from Dorf on Sports. Andy, thank fellas. you. Tell us the listeners a little about yourself and where they can find you. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Love it, love it, love it. First and foremost, congrats to you guys. What a great opportunity. The Bucks and Six podcast. Steven Dorf, Hershey Winkleman. Boom. I love it, man. Milwaukee Bucks. You guys got some good kids here. You got some good, good kids who are going to bring you through. And these guys are going to have so much knowledge and so much fun. So I'm excited for you guys more so than anything. But all right, man, a little bit about me. I've been doing sports radio for something like 30 years, somewhere along those lines. Um, Dorf on Sports has been on anything from ESPN to Yahoo Sports to Fox Sports Radio. You name it. I've been there. I've done it. Um, I've I've enjoyed the ride. It's It's been magical, if you think about it. It's been 30 years. I started this dream when I was 20. I don't, I'm guessing you guys are right in that neighborhood. So I'm telling you right now, have fun. Enjoy this ride. There's ups, there's downs, there's bumps, there's bruises. It, it's kind of like sports, man. Your sports radio career could very well be just like playing basketball on a basketball court. So um, Dorf on Sports is on 
Sirius XM Radio now. You can hear me on uh, channel 967 there. Sportsbyline.com for anybody that doesn't have that. You can get me on iHeart. You can get me on TuneIn. You can check me out on Facebook at Dorf on Sports. You can check out my Twitter handle. It's Dorf on Sports. Uh, IG, it's the real Dorf on Sports there. And Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. until 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So you have to adjust your clocks wherever the heck you might be in the world. World. We talk to people in New Zealand. We talk to people in Australia, guys. So I'm telling you, man, this this what you are doing, it, it's it is beyond your imagination what you could do and the power you have with this podcast. Get after it. That's my advice. Let's rock and roll, Stephen Dorf and Hershey Welcome. Let's get after this, man. Yeah, and with that being said, Andy, uh, what were your thoughts on the Bucks game three performance? And honestly, just the series as a whole at this point. Look, guys, I think a common theme, I've been watching all of the postseason, not just our Milwaukee Bucks, because when you look at the playoffs, I think you have to look at it like in a glass that's that's empty. So look at everybody. Look at all 16 teams. And there's a common theme that I'm seeing, Stephen and Hershey, with the Milwaukee Bucks versus everybody else. And it's a lack of effort, guys. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. Two out of three games, the Milwaukee Bucks were out-hustled, outplayed. And game two, I think, is a little bit of an aberration. You, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks played better because they were hitting shots. I don't necessarily think that their defense was that much better. Miami happened to be missing shots. In the NBA, when you think about it, there's just too many guys that can make shots. You have to defend. Uh, you can't leave guys open. So to me, the lack of effort from what I'm seeing out of the Milwaukee Bucks, Hershey, that to me has been a little bit of a disappointment thus far. Yeah, and do you think that has anything to do with, you know, like Coach Bud's defensive schemes? You know, is that just like the players not being where they're supposed to be, kind of like a lapse in, you know, mental judgment? You know, what what, what do you think is the cause of maybe that, you know, lack of defensive effort? Look, I think it's a combination. You, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. And I think Stephen was kind of onto this the other day. He was talking a little bit about, you know, guys have to go out there. They have to step up. And my, my question for, for both of you, and it, it's an interesting one when you think about it, we, we went out to get Jay Crowder, right? We, we were talking about this for like four months. We, we need to get Jay Crowder. This is the wing we need. We, we got to have him. Why is Jay Crowder not playing? Why? Wh what, what is up with Bud? I, I agree with you. Bud is a problem. I think if the Bucks win, a lot of times, it's in spite or despite of Bud. He, he makes me go crazy because a lot of times I think he's a one-trick pony. He, he's extremely stubborn when you think about it. He plays a drop coverage like you had mentioned, right? And Brooke, he, 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 where is he? Brooke goes away from everybody. So so guys like Duncan Robinson, Vincent, these guys can hit wide open looks. I mean, at the end of the day, you can have your law of averages. But sometimes you can throw that crap out the window, okay? Because when guys get hot, they start feeling it. I heard Steven talking about this the other day. He said, oh, they can go 0 for 6 or they can go 7 for 8. And, and Miami's not going to do this again. Guys, they did it again, okay? So so quit quit saying they can or they can't do something because at the end of the day, listen, the the, the 12th the 12th man on the on the NBA bench is is 
really, really good. And in any situation or circumstance, if given an opportunity, Stephen, don't put it past them. They're going to get the job done. And that, that's what I said about Duncan Robinson the other day. You know what? If you, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And, and I think that's a really good lesson from Duncan, what he's done so far. This dude, has he played in a year? Has that guy played in a freaking year? You get him off the bench, he's cold as ice, and he looks like an all-star against the Milwaukee Bucks, Stephen. So don't, 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 don't I, I think that's a, that's a dangerous game to play when, when you're talking about guys saying, oh, they'll go over seven or they, they might be seven of eight one game. Look, man, these guys are NBA players, bro. They, they got pride. I'm sorry, man. You, you doubted this Miami Heat team a little bit, Stephen. I will say, though, it's the consistency of this elite three-point shooting from the Miami Heat that we're seeing that has really been the most concerning thing to me. Um, like I said in previous podcasts, that the Miami Heat were the fourth-worst three-point shooting team throughout the regular season and now are almost reminiscent of the 2019-2020 Golden State Warriors. Look, again, man, anybody's capable. And when, when you doubt guys, there, there's an opportunity. Look, I'm going to relate this a little bit, and it, it, it's similar in a lot of ways because what, coming into this anyway, okay, coming into this series, we were looking at it and saying, or I know Stephen was, he was thinking for potentially gentleman sweep. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, man, I I was thinking along the same lines, but but maybe for a little bit of a different reason. The reason I'm thinking that way is because you don't want to have to play longer than you have to. So what Philadelphia did is what you're supposed to do, right? They, they, they took care of business. They went four straight. Boston, I'm sorry, but we, we got we to gotta relate this to the other teams that we potentially might have to face. And those guys, they're on a crash course to play each other. But, but my point is this. Boston, they wanted to get one in Atlanta. They did it, okay? And, and again, we're, we're doing this before game four. So hopefully Milwaukee can, can get that, that game, right? We don't know. But, but we're, we're talking through three games. So far, Milwaukee has dropped the ball. They lost one at home, and they lost one on the road. So hopefully game four is different, right, guys? But what I'm trying to say, and, and the point is, Philadelphia, they won four straight. Boston has won three of four. So in a nutshell, Boston's going home. I'm telling you right now, that ain't going back to Atlanta, guys, okay? So, so gentlemen sweep. Steven for Boston and a sweep for Philadelphia, Milwaukee's still playing, right? That They're going to play at least six and potentially seven. And a lot now depends on the health of Giannis, right? I mean, dude, I, I we know if Giannis ain't playing, it's legit. Because if there's one guy, one guy in basketball, maybe other than the Ant-Man, because I heard what he said about – the, the guys with their ma load management garbage. But if there's one guy in, in the league that we know wants to play, it, it's Giannis. So if he if he isn't on that court, it, it's it's a true telling sign that he is unable to give the Milwaukee Bucks what they would need from him to, to, to win a basketball game. So, uh, Stephen, I hope that answered your question. Yeah, and I mean, I think, in my opinion, I think, you know, he's got to play game game four. I mean, he was questionable going into both of the last two games. You know, he sat out. And I think at this point, with the backs up against the wall, you can't really go down 3-1 in the first round as a number one seed. It's just, 
is embarrassing, honestly, as a fan. And I think, you know, he needs to play. He, if he's if he's even capable of coming back in even some limited capacity, I would love to see him there. Andy, what do you think about that? Steven, go ahead. Yeah, I know you got a thought. Go ahead, man. Yeah, so I'm just gonna I think I'm gonna side with Andy on this one, actually, because like he like he said, Giannis had had he had been able to play, would have probably played being one of the most toughest players in the NBA. We saw what he did when he hurt his knee in the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years back, and he came back from that. So, I mean, he bumped his back really, really hard on the ground, and a back injury is always really, really scary, and it's not something to mess with. It's not something to meddle with at all. Look, uh, I think the Bucs are being cautious and are looking towards maybe the next 10 years rather than this first-round series. Look, here, here's the deal. If I were to say to you guys, and, and this is insane, okay? If I were to say this to you, and, and, I, and once I say it, you're going to be like, it, it, it is. Giannis has played 11 minutes in this series. Like, let that, let that marinate in the brain for a second. Giannis has played 11 minutes in this series. It's it's scary. And, and and again, what what I am really disappointed in is more so than anything is the lack of effort that that I've been seeing versus any other team that I have been watching out on on the on the floor. Uh, I mean, dude, Sacramento and Golden State. What a ball game. Right. I mean, come on. That that's the kind of effort that I want to see. I want to see guys diving on the floor. I want to see guys playing like it might be the last time they may have a chance to play basketball this season. Um, think about Giannis. I, I guarantee you right now, if and when he does come back, he, he is going to be so happy about getting out on the floor first and foremost. But we know what what he's going to bring. And and ultimately, man, like what I've seen from game one through game three. Okay, game one, here, here's what happens, right? Milwaukee gets hit in the face right away because Drew's in foul trouble, right? And then, boom, Giannis goes down. And mentally, holy hell, how do you come back from something like that, right? So so in their mind, they're, they're shell-shocked. They're, they're just, like, taken out of their game so quickly. So it, it was one of those weird games that – it was a terrible performance, okay? But but in a weird way, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give them a free pass because they they lost their leader, they, they lost their heart and soul, and they'll bounce back, okay? And then game two happened, and I I, I know we were feeling better because, because it was 1-1, and Connie's corner was wide open, and it was hot, and he was hitting, and he had 22 freaking points. Like, where was he? Where was he game three? Again, where's Ingles? And, and I look, I, I we were texting the other day, which which is kind of cool because I kind of want to continue doing that with you guys because that kind of keeps me in the loops of like Stephen's crazy thoughts, Hershey. So so it's good. And 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 by the way, look, I'm Andy Dorf. He's Stephen Dorf. If y'all can't put it together, like, dude, that's my nephew. It's all good. I can I can give this guy a little bit more crap than most people. But but Hershey, at the I'm, I'm being dead serious, like. Come on, man. Some some of his crazy thoughts, dude. You you got to jump on this cat, okay? So so like Stephen, Joe Ingles. Let, let, let's dissect this for a while. And again, man, Bucks and Six podcast. Like Joe Ingles, you got a guy that loves you here in Stephen Dorf. Let me just say that first and foremost. So so Stephen, I'm coming at you, okay? And I'm coming at you a little hard because because it warrants it, man. Joe Ingles can't guard you. 
Hershey or, or me, and I'm I'm almost 50, okay? But I got to tell you, I do, I move okay for a dude that's 50, okay? But but that's completely beside the point. How in the hell is Joe Ingles going to be able to hang with Jalen Brown or, or, or Jason Tatum when he can't hang with Jimmy Buckets? Okay, talk to me, Stephen. Please explain it. And again, I remember you say, wait, wait, what? you said something like the dude is crafty or something like that. What, what did you say about Joe Ingles again? Talk to me, please. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on Joe Ingles. Uh, so <laughs> Joe Ingles, first off, his like career defensive rating is at like a 108, which is pretty absurd. I know he's a bit older now, but, you know, he's never been an athletic guy. He's never been an athletic defender. He's always been a guy who relied on his uh his length his wingspan and his just you know pure strength right i mean they called the guy the math teacher if i remember correctly because he, he looked like a teacher he's so so lanky out there but at the end of the day drew holiday hasn't been able to guard jimmy butler this series and that's no disrespect to drew holiday i think it's more of just that jimmy butler is quite simply bigger and stronger than the guy and what what can you what can the guy do? I mean, we just need size, and that's again where Jay Crowder, a Joe Ingles would help. All right, so I think I think you have a decent point here. Okay, so let let let's try to figure out how do we how, how do we shut down Jimmy buckets? Okay, because I clearly clearly like like you're saying, Drew's having a hard time, and, and I think it's affecting the rest of what Drew does as well. Okay, so. Like I saw him on uh, in game three, and it seemed like he was wearing down. Like he came out hot as hell, right? I'm like, I said, dude, Drew's locked in. He looks great. Boom. And and, and in the beginning, he was winning the battle with Jimmy. But but over time, as you're alluding to, Jimmy buckets is too much. So with that being said, how in the hell are we going to stop Jimmy buckets from getting to his spots? Here's how I think we need to do it. Okay. Let me give you a thought. First and foremost, I think I heard you mention Jay Crowder. Like, okay, what what and we we talked about this too. Like, let's go back in history here. Why did PJ Tucker get the opportunity, Stephen Dorf? Why did he get the opportunity to play back in the day when the Milwaukee Bucks won the championship? What's the answer? It was mentality. Well, no, you you know, you were somewhat right on the first thing you told me before about about Dante. So start there. You were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dante DiVincenzo goes down with, uh, I don't remember what injury, but it was an injury. Right. And then what happens is this, okay? PJ has a little conversation with Coach Bud, and he says, look, man, you got to insert me into this lineup, okay? And so that's what happens, right? And here, here's here's a crazy thought, okay? I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, maybe, just maybe, okay, you're all going to think I'm a little nuts, but maybe, just maybe, we should have paid PJ, okay? Hershey, I see you thinking, so I'm going to come to you, okay? Like, I, I see you thinking about this, so I want your thought on it, right? Like, maybe we should have paid PJ Tucker. And I know it was like we are going to – we thought we were going to overpay him, right? And the dude, in his own way, I, I get it. Go chase that cash makes sense you're at the end of your career but here's why i'm going to tell you we should have maybe done that when you look at a guy's plus minus and what he does out on the floor like like for instance steph curry i don't remember i, I don't know what he finished because i i wasn't able to watch the end of that game which is a crime in itself because 
I had to go do something, but that was an amazing game, right? Sacramento, Golden State, they win by one point. Golden State, or I'm sorry, Sacramento has the chance to do it. Harrison Barnes, I mean, come on, think about like a a better way for that. But okay, getting back to this. Sorry, man. Y'all see me, man. I get going here. But okay, here's the thought, man. Why in the hell do you get Jay Crowder? Okay. But with that said, PJ Tucker was the answer. That's what I'm trying to say. They should have just signed the guy. They should have overpaid him, or at least what they thought they were going to do was overpay him. But when you look at the guy's plus minus, he's worth every damn penny, Hershey. So what I'm really trying to say is, to me, sometimes you make mistakes. That might be the Milwaukee Bucks mistake this year. Where's that dog mentality, Hershey? No, I mean, I can see what, I, I, I see what you're saying, but I think on the flip side of it, on the Jay Crowder situation, I got I gotta defend him. You know, the the Marquette grad, the Milwaukee guy. You know, he number one. I think if you were to compare PJ Tucker and Jay Crowder, I I think the only thing that PJ Tucker might might have over him is just hustle. I think Jay Crowder's better offensively. I think Jay Crowder's better defensively. I think he's a better rebounder. I think he's quicker. I think he's more athletic, and I think he might be a smarter basketball player. But are you looking at what Jay Crowder has done in these playoffs? No, I, un- I, un- I understand that, but I don't think that Jay Crowder's looked at to be like a consistent, like a consistent guy. I think Jay Crowder's looked at to be a good on-ball defender, a guy who does some of the dirty work, and a guy who, you know, in spurts will put up 27 points on, you know, four or five threes, and he'll win you a game on his own. But has he done that? So far for the Milwaukee Bucks, has, has he done that yet to this date? No, not yet. But we've seen him do it on multiple teams in the past. And, you know, I could definitely see him, you know, if we get to it the next round or even the conference finals, him him having those kind of performances. Steven, before, before you jump in, all I'm saying is this, okay, right now, Hershey, you know who's got your back? Because I live here in the Valley of the Sun. Phoenix sun fan has your back right now they are laughing so hard at jay crowder so um look at the end of the day they think this 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 is funny watching what's going on with jay crowder because he has not he he stunk up the joint that's all i'm saying and and quite frankly they have pj tucker too like how crazy is that when you think about it all right steven go ahead man i will say though on jay crowder not really getting a shot going in these playoffs the thing is he's getting like 10 minutes a game if even and like and that's not including garbage time but like it's he's just he's not getting a, getting the opportunity to get going really and i think that's what a guy like jay crowder needs is you know get that confidence let him let him take jimmy butler for a little bit and then maybe his shots will start falling in turn great point so let me ask you a couple questions is is javon carter a regular season guy and not a postseason guy like you know what i mean i know pat connington can ball I know that, okay? Joe Ingles, I, I look, I, I, the dude is so slow and he, he, he can't guard anybody. But you know what? He's got that broke ass left, ten, ten, that 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 lefty freaking shot that they sinks from three point land like crazy. But I, I just, it's weird because we thought we thought that the Bucks were 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 a better team, and we thought that they addressed a lot of their issues. But now we're in the postseason and they're like creeping up just like they did in the past. So I'm right now, man, I'm telling y'all again, we're coming on before game four. It, it, it 
this is to me, this is do or die for your our Milwaukee Bucks, man. All born and raised in that great state of Wisconsin. The, 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 and I'll tell you what, y'all are lucky. Y'all are lucky. We 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 got our championship. Like it, it took me almost fifty years. You guys are like young bucks. So you, you you literally young bucks, man. Like literally, you you think you think that this is like what's supposed to happen. So hopefully it continues, and hopefully Giannis can play game four because if he can, I'm telling you, man, th- those guys got to really really step up. And and the effort we've seen thus far, it, it from a number one seed embarrassing to say the least all right even without our best player though it's 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 tough i mean this team is a team that lives and dies with the three but as well as Giannis and richard jefferson uh who was commentating on our game the other night i actually brought up a really good point about how Giannis makes this team better through free throws and how but when Giannis gets fouled like when shaq used to get fouled back in the day Shaq would get the team, he would accumulate the fouls so that the team could get in the bonus. So in turn, the other players could get their free throws. I mean, we're just missing so much of, of this team right now. Yes. But, but, but here's what, what's interesting to me. Okay. Game two, the ball was popping. They were finding the open man, right? Guys were hitting the open shots and it looked pretty damn good when you think about it. So, so again, I, what happened between game two and game three? Hershey, like when you think about the way they were moving the ball to the way that it, it the ball stopped moving in game three. So with or without Giannis and, and to Steven's point, okay, Giannis is a creator. He drives to the paint. He's either going to get fouled going to the rack himself or he's going to find an open guy spotting up for three and then hopefully maybe they can get a rebound if, if it doesn't drop. But but they that to me, they haven't had that guy that has been able to create for other guys because Giannis isn't on the floor, Hershey. So we better hope he's out there. And if he isn't, Drew has to pick it up huge. And he, and he, he can, and, and to Steven's point, someone else needs to guard Jimmy Buckets because I think that's wearing him out and he's nowhere near as – effective later in the game on his offensive side either definitely and I mean I think one thing I've been harping on a lot on the podcast especially has been you know pounding the ball inside to then work the ball outside and I I think the Bucks did a great job of that in game two uh getting the ball to Brooke and Bobby on and, you know in the in those paint touches along with Drew penetrating and I think that opens up a lot of you know the movement around the Grayson Allen coming around flares and Pat Connington going to the corner. I think, you know, that opens up the whole thing. And it seems like Bud, you know, doesn't have a consistent game plan going from, you know, a successful game two to now like an uh, on the road game three. He got away from the the thing that worked for him. No, super, super duper point. Look, at the end of the day, Brooke Lopez the other night, fellas, six touches in the paint that that that. That can't happen. I think he had freaking 10 put touches in the paint in game two in the first quarter. Like, come on, man. But, Bud, here's my biggest issue with Bud, man. You're, now you're back to me with Bud, bro. You're right, Steven. You were right, man. We could talk about the Bucks for freaking hours, bro, because at the end of the day, there, there's so many levels to this, bro. So let's jump back to Bud for a quick second. Okay, man, Bud, you're feeding the ball down to freaking Brooke and Bobby like crazy in game two. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you're you're feeding it to him like crazy, right? 
And then all of a sudden, game three, you're going to think you're the smartest guy in the room. Here's the deal, man. I'm sorry. You know who the smartest guy in the room is right now? It's Eric freaking Spolstra, guys. How good of a coaching job is Eric Spolstra? Let's think about that for a quick moment. Bud, he's getting he's getting out hustled. He's getting out worked. And he's getting out coached by freaking Eric Spolstra, dude. He's, he's lapping him right now, man. They're running circles around him. Dude, Bud, he... he Dude, I'm telling you right now, I'm, you got me here. You got me here. If the Milwaukee Bucks lose this series, guys, y'all better be calling for Bud's head again. Y'all better be saying, fire freaking Bud. Because you know what? Proving once again, one trick pony. I'm stubborn as all hell. And you know what? I ain't going to change up anything because I think I can beat you playing your style. That's Bud in a nutshell, Hershey. Seriously. Well, yeah, and I, I agree. And I think, you know, me and Steve were texting about this too earlier. Um, and he was talking about how, you know, Steve, I think you can attest to this too, how it seems like when the Bucs have the backs against, have their backs against the wall, it, they they do start like, you know, throwing up a lot of threes and, you know, not it, it seems like a lot of standing around. And, you know, I, I think that's definitely something that, you know, they need to get away from and continue that ball movement around the perimeter for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The uh, ball movement just stops. I mean, when we when something doesn't go our way, we yeah we start chucking up those threes, and it just seems like we panic as a team offensively. Um, so yeah, definitely gonna need to work on that. But you're listening to the Bucks and Six podcast, and we're here with Andy Dorf from Dorf on Sports, and we'll be right back after the ad break. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back with Andy Dorf from Dorf on Sports, and you're listening to the Bucks and Six podcast with Hershey Winkleman and Stephen Dorf. Andy, you know, it's been a really interesting series so far. We saw, you know, two key Heat players get injured in that last game. We saw Oladipo go out with a leg injury, who, you know, was playing well up until that point in that game. Um, we know his past, his history with his all, All-NBA all teams, his All-Star teams with his years in the Pacers. You know, he was a top-five pick. He's got the talent. Um, we all know that. And then obviously Jimmy Butler landed hard on his back, similar play to what happened to Giannis. Um, you know, what are your what are your wrapped up thoughts on, you know, the series as a whole and these injuries for the Heat? Oh, man, great, great, great throw there, man. Seriously, that was that was good because I was thinking about Vic a lot, man. You want to talk about a dude that's worked his ass off to get back out on the court. Victor Oladipo is that guy. OK, and. I feel absolutely horrible for him. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just saddened. I, I seriously like in, in a weird way, you know, 
it's not that I know this guy, but 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 I know a lot of guys, right? And 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 when you see how some dudes have had to fight back from adversity, and Vic, Victor's a special guy. You mentioned man, Indiana man, like dude, dude, dude was really good, and and, and he was coming back, and he could have had kind of a a big piece moving forward in this postseason without Tyler Hero, you know, for four to six weeks, like his role probably was going to increase. So that, that that's an excellent, very good observation. And, and, and honestly feel terrible for the guy. I mean, what, what else can you say? Right. It's, it, it's an, it's an awful look. It was awful watching it. And you, you knew it was kind of serious right away. So that was one of those ones I looked at and I, I honestly, I, I cringe. So a little, little backstory on me, like this isn't a big deal or anything. Cause I don't play professional sports, but both of my knees are reconstructed. Okay. So I'm not, I didn't learn my first time. I had to do it twice. Right. So, but, but with that being said, I, 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 again, I'm, I handle myself. All right. I can get around, I can do things, but not at the level that these guys not to, need to go out there. So Victor, man, I, I wish him nothing, but, success and, and and health like unbelievable man that, that that it almost brings tears to my eyes dead serious okay so so now you talk about jimmy buckets right you, you know when i saw that right and i shot you guys oh jimmy might be hurt right i, I was like kind of kidding okay because to me that was like a baby fall compared to what Giannis did dude when, when Giannis hit the floor I felt like the floor moved, okay? I heard that thud from from Milwaukee to Phoenix, guys. I'm not even kidding, bro. Uh, that that to me was was that was gut-wrenching. I I knew Giannis was hurt right away. And and you got to give him credit. Like he tried to get back, back out there. I mean, come on now. Like, woo. Giannis is is he he's a man among boys. So, again, I'm going to go back to my initial train of thought. If he can't be out on the floor, it is extremely serious. And for, for Jimmy's sake, I look, man, I never wish injury upon anybody. I know they're part of the game and even more so now, which which kind of brings up just just a good debate question for you guys. Like as we transition, because I, I, I know you want to, you said we're wrapping here, but I, I got kind of a thought. OK, and I'm, I'm going to throw it to you after I answer this part. Jimmy was like a baby fall compared to what Giannis had. And at the end of the day, we hope Jimmy Buckets gets back out there. We know he's getting back out there, but even more so Giannis. We need that guy on the floor. He's the heart and soul of the Milwaukee Bucks. And over the last couple of games, I think it's – and two out of three for sure. It, it, it's been quite obvious. They're, 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 they're a shell of what they can be when Giannis is out on the floor, okay? And that, that kind of brings me to a question, like – when you think about load management, okay, and th this is something y'all are gonna learn something about Dorfman, okay? I I'm I'm old school, all right? Like I believe in hard work and dedication. And and I I, I will tell you this, Steven knows, bro, because I've worked out with this guy, okay? So he and I have gotten in the gym. And by the way, Steven, he looks all right, Hershey, right? Like Steven's in good shape, okay? So so Steven knows and I know I'm in good shape too. Like we've gone to the gym. I, I can lift with Steven. Steven's a tough guy. I can lift with Steven. But, but with that being said, load management guys, it, it, it's killing the game. Okay. And, and my point here is this, let me ask y'all a question. Okay. 
since Hershey brought it to me, Stephen, I'm going to go to you first. So if you have some crazy-ass answer, Hershey can put you back into place, okay? But but seriously, do you guys think load management – because I got a weird feeling, Stephen, I'm telling you. I got a weird feeling that, that Hershey's more old school and you're going to be new school, okay? So hopefully I'm right on this, okay? Stephen, let me ask you this, man. Do you think load management is really helping guys stay on the floors – on the fields of play or are guys getting hurt honestly maybe more than they did back in the day is, is there something to what i'm saying and, and and here's the deal i'm not saying that i don't know that there's science to this load management and stuff i'm not telling you that there's not science to my thought either maybe it's somewhere in the middle okay so so why leonard taking the whole season off and then not being able to play in the first round, that that that's embarrassing, okay? Like, Chris Middleton, quite frankly, I've been worried. He showed up, right? He, he's been there in the postseason. So so for Chris Middleton, it's working. But but I, I almost think, honestly, it is a situation, basis-to-basis type thing. Like, individual. Like, it, it can change for everybody. It doesn't work for everybody, and it doesn't not work for everybody. Steven, what say you? So, yeah, you brought up Kawhi Leonard, and Kawhi Leonard is probably, like, the most obvious, biggest example of the this load management problem in the NBA. And I think it is very situational. For example, we brought up Chris Middleton, right? So Chris Middleton wasn't playing back-to-back games this year because they were trying to make sure his knee was all good for the playoffs. And thus far, Chris Middleton has been able to play in all three of our games. So, yes, in that case, it does work. But in the case of someone like Kawhi Leonard, where he sits out, sits out half of the season and he still can't play in the playoffs, yes, it, it doesn't make sense. And I heard I was listening to your show uh yesterday, and well, you brought or today, I meant earlier today, and you brought up a uh, a very good point about how like why did why would these guys even want to play with Kawhi Leonard on the Clippers if he can't if they're paying him 40, 50 million dollars a season just to sit on the bench for half of the time and then not show up in the playoffs? It it's it does raise the question, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I want to go to war with Giannis. I don't want to go to war with with Kawhi Leonard Hershey. Go ahead, man. Yeah, no, I just think you know the whole Kawhi Leonard thing was so you know disappointing to me. I I thought that series was going. I thought it was such an interesting series just right off the bat. You know, with the with the Durant injury right after he got traded to the Suns. And then, you know, he didn't play at all with them. I thought the chemistry issues there would be really interesting to watch as, you know, they, they he faces off against his old running mate in Westbrook. Um, and then, you know, we get to see playoff Kawhi. You know, I thought the whole point of him resting the whole, the whole season was for him to be able to play in the playoffs. And what does he do? He plays 40 minutes in the first two games and then sprains his knee and he's out indefinitely. And even Tyron Liu, after the game in his press conference, specifically stated we saved him during the season for this moment which is which is telling me that i i mean i i don't know how else to put it other than it's it's theft it's robbery what he's done to this clippers organization and i feel bad for paul george because he's wasted four years of his illustrious career trying to play with this guy and he's carried the team the team farther than he has paul george got the team to the to the western conference finals without Kawhi leonard what does that say about Kawhi Leonard? Steven Dorf, I got Hershey 
Get excited, baby. Look at this. This dude is jumping out of his seat for crying out loud. I love it, man. The passion is here, guys. Man, oh, man. Okay, so so let, let, uh, I guess we're switching gears, right? We're, we're done with the Bucks. Let, let's move on. Let, let's take this to another level, and let's let's go uh, Clippers and Suns for a moment, man. Okay. Um, dude, I, I Kawhi Leonard is a joke, okay? I'm sorry, but there's there's no other way to put it. Frustrated as all hell. That's what Tyron Lue is. That that's what that's what Russell Westbrook. Dude, how well is Russell Westbrook playing? Nobody ever would have thought they'd see Russ turn it back the way he turned it back. He was going blow for blow, shot for shot. It was it was cool. Like that was really fun to watch Russ go back there and battle. Unfortunately, man, they they, they don't have enough horses. Okay, and the Phoenix Suns. Here's what's gonna happen to the Phoenix Suns. Okay, they're logging way too many minutes. This reminds me. I don't know if you guys remember or not, but Mike D'Antoni and when he was playing eight seconds or less with the Phoenix Suns and basically the whole concept was, is you're going to get a shot, a really good shot early in the shot clock, right? Because once you can let the defense sit, it's harder to run plays and execute and this, that, and the other, at least that, that, that was the train of thought, right? So he had a theory of eight seconds or less. Um, and ultimately he ran guys, to the, to the ground he played he played joe johnson and and sean marion he played these guys 40 some odd minutes a game well the d book logged 45 minutes the other day in a 48 minute game uh durant logged 41 chris paul logging 41 that, that's too many and their 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 depth it, it it's not there so I'm here. I see. I see Sun fan way too often get way too excited about what they're seeing, Hershey. And ultimately, I would proceed with a little caution when you're winning games against the Clippers, the way they're winning. I I, I think that's a great take. I think you know what you're saying about their minutes is a hundred percent correct. And especially with a guy like Chris Paul, who we've seen, you know, wane in the last couple of years, especially this season, he's had you know one of his worst scoring years of his career. He's getting older. We know Chris Paul can't stay healthy through in a prolonged playoff run. We've never seen him do it before. And I, I think that's going to be a huge problem, and they don't even have their backup healthy right now in campaign. And in my opinion, with the Clippers' death, uh, depth, I, I think if they have Kawhi and Paul George, I, I don't think this is a very close series. I think the Clippers win it in maybe five or six. Look, Remember, I, you're on the Bucks and Six podcast, and we're here with uh, syndicated broadcast or, uh, talk show host Andy Dorf from Dorf on Sports, talking a little NBA playoffs. Listen, let 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 let's let's dissect this just just a hair more. But I, I since we're going around it, we we might as well go around it and you know cover every series, right? Why not? Because Sacramento and the Warriors, we got to dive into Draymond Green and all that nonsense with his antics and dirty plays, dude. I I I've lost a lot of respect for that guy. And he, he like single-handedly has made me not like the golden state warriors who quite frankly, before all this stuff that's going on with him, Steph is very likable. Clay is likable. You know what I'm saying? Andrew Wiggins likable. So, so final thought for me on the, uh, on, on the Clippers and, and the Suns, right? Be cautious Phoenix Sun fan with how they're winning and how many minutes these dudes are logging. And when you have to play Denver in the next round, which, you know, who, who knows if it'll be over by the time we're done, but right now Minnesota hanging on. So 
maybe they can save face and get one at home, which would be kind of cool because, you know, like you want to see teams get extended a little bit. I, I don't like seeing sweeps. So to me that that's boring. All right. So I, I want to see teams get extended a little bit. So ultimately like tying it back to the Bucks in a weird way, it is kind of cool that the Bucks are getting pushed by the heat. Right. But it's also a little bit nerve wracking. Right. So should we talk Warriors and, and, and Sacramento for a minute or what, Hershey? Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, with that whole Draymond thing, I, I kind of agree with you. You know, I've, you know, I lost a lot of respect for Draymond over the years for a number of different things. And I think, you know, what Joe Dumar said, who was the uh, the vice president or something of, you know, the NBA, and he's the one who comes out with the disciplinary actions for the league. He he stated that, you know, the reason that Draymond got suspended was partly because of his history. And I think over NBA history, we see him do these kind of things all the time. And I think he's putting the team in a bad spot, regardless of the fact that they won the next two games. Him doing these things over and over again has has consistently cost his team wins in the playoffs. I mean, we've seen him do it to Steven Adams. We've seen him do him to LeBron. Now we've seen him do it to Sabonis. He's had so many instances of just like violent, chaotic acts. And honestly, at this point, in my opinion, I'm unsure if he can control himself on a basketball court. So I've never been the biggest Draymond Green fan per se, but I will say I saw a clip of J.J. Redick. Love J.J. Redick. Um, But I saw a clip of J.J. Redick, and he was basically saying that throughout this Warriors and uh, uh, King series, uh, DeMontis Sabonis was uh, essentially trying to aggravate and get under Draymond Green's skin, whether it be by grabbing his legs, uh, playing super physical with him, playing a little dirty, one might say, um, just to get under Draymond's uh, skin. So, I mean, when you look at it from that perspective, it is very interesting. Look, let's call it gamesmanship, right? Like at the end of the day, there, there's a lot of gamesmanship that goes out uh, on the basketball floor. And um, to a certain degree, I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of credit here to maybe Mike Brown. Okay. And Mike Brown knows the Golden State Warriors inside and out, fellas. 16 to 22, he was there. So, so. Yeah, he, he knows what Draymond's all about, doesn't he? And, and you know what's the bonus? Big enough guy that if, if he causes a little bit of ruckus, you know, it, it's it's gonna piss Draymond off. And we know Draymond can can lose his you know what. Um like so 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 to that point, I don't know if you saw, okay, I got a couple things. I don't know if y'all saw on Twitter today when Draymond was talking after they won, and he basically was talking about how he didn't want to start. You, you guys know he didn't start the game, right? So he had a little discussion about why. And I'll tell you what, man, I'm, I'm like not buying it, okay? It just – it just – it stinks. that It's Draymond playing people, okay? that That's what I'm trying to say, okay? And here was basically the gist of it. And I, I'm paraphrasing, okay? So don't quote me. I'm paraphrasing, y'all, all right? Don't take my contact, my stuff out of context. Just hear what I'm saying, okay? So here's the point. This is what he says. He says, I didn't want to look like I had a sense of entitlement and I get my starting spot back. I wanted to earn it back. And I, they, they played really well without me. So I, I wanted to, to earn my way back. Okay. So, like, it sounds good, right? But 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 then again, I look at who the messenger is, okay? And then I'm saying, I'm calling BS, man. I'm calling BS, you know, because because this is the same dude that 
freaking punched his teammate out before the season started, right? Because because they were gonna give him money and they weren't gonna give him money. Like I I don't I don't trust that guy. That that that's what I'm trying to say. I don't trust that guy. So when it when it comes to him, um, yes, like he has a unique. This is the way I'd put Draymond. He's got a unique skill set. Like you you're not gonna teach what this guy does to people, right? He, he doesn't shoot the three ball very well. Yes, he can defend one through five, kind of, sort of losing that now. He could do that more so early in his career. And, yeah, he's a good defender. Yes, absolutely. But, but, but again, like the antics and the way he does it. So, so that was the first thing I want to bring to your attention. And then I want to bring to your attention, you, you were talking about Sabonis and agitating him. Well, did, did you see what – he did to the crowd in Sacramento, and and you mentioned about how things were done based on maybe his reputation or things in the past. Dude, he, he could have incited 20,000 people to go absolutely berserk, okay? And, and in that environment, at that moment, that's dangerous. And you know who was in the stands, fellas? Adam Silver. So guess what? He made a fool acting like a fool and you know what he got played like a sucker for it that's all i'm saying okay so at the end of the day you act like a fool you act like an idiot you're gonna you're, you're gonna get suspended that's what happened definitely and you know i think i think that's a great take on draymond um looking at maybe some of these other eastern conference series i know they're they're somewhat boring just because of you know the matchups but you know we look at the hawks taking one game against the celtics um, obviously there was some drama in that Sixers Nets series, even though you know the Nets kind of breezed through. But you know, we saw Joel Embiid get a flagrant run for something he probably should have gotten more on, and James Harden got ejected for probably something he shouldn't have. Um, and then we obviously have the Knicks going up 3-1 on the Cavs uh today in a pretty pivotal 5-4 matchup in the East. Um, and that's who the Bucks would be facing. Uh Andy, what are yeah. your thoughts on this Eastern Conference so far in this playoffs? Yeah, good stuff, man. Listen, so I agree with you on the Nets and Sixers. When you look at that series, obviously not competitive. They, they sweep them, and I, like I said earlier, I, that that isn't fun to me. Okay, I don't, I don't like seeing that. But with that being said, like let let let's give a hand to the Brooklyn Nets for a little bit, right? Like they could have completely collapsed. Okay, think about what their team looked like at the beginning of the year, guys, and look at what it is now. Okay, so with that being said. I love Mikel Bridges, who they obviously got from the Phoenix Suns and Cam Johnson. I think those are really, really nice pieces that are just going to get better and better and better. Um, I don't think the future is like terrible for them. I don't think they have, have championship, you know, caliber or aspirations at this point, but they they do have some like nice pieces to build around. So do it the right way, maybe. Uh, they got a bunch of picks now. Think about it, man. The Suns gave them everything, right? So they they have an opportunity to to better themselves. Uh, Philadelphia, let's think about them for a quick minute, right? So you brought up some good points. Some some weird stuff happened. Okay, uh, the Joel and the Joel and Bead injury to me, a little weird. Okay, and can hey look, Kansas boy, listen, brother. Um, Joel Embiid has never had a really good history of staying on the floor, okay? So Rock Chog Jayhawk can't stay on the floor. I mean, at the end of the day, 
that that's the reality. So I, I, I worry about his durability to a certain degree. Okay. And for those that don't know, they're listening to the podcast, Steve, Stephen Dorf, Kansas university, man. So that, that's why I'm giving him the, the slack about, about this Joel Embiid cat and the lack of performance from him. I mean, look, seriously though, Harden like that, 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 that didn't make any sense. Right. I mean, Dude, what, what what's up? Okay, weird, weird. You're you're totally right. I think some some weird stuff. But with that being said, you mentioned the Hawks in Boston being also boring, and, and even though the Knicks and Cavs, it's three one. I don't find that boring because like anytime you got New York doing what they're doing, I I I think it's good for the NBA guys, and I I think it brings a lot of eyes on the NBA. So, so real quickly, and I, I know, Stephen, you want to jump in, so I'm going to get to you. But, but real quick, let me touch on this real fast, okay? Atlanta, the fact that they got a game is actually impressive, okay? Um, like, that should have been the Miami Heat. Do, do you get it? That, that, that should have been the Miami Heat saying, we got a game off the Bucks, right? Like, Atlanta felt really good after winning game three, and then reality hit back again in game four. Boston was a little off their game. They hit a ton of threes, but they were off their game. So you know what they did? They they, they locked in and they got one on the road. They're going to go home and they're going to get it done in five. So Milwaukee Bucks really, really take a lesson. Learn the lesson, man. Game four is so, so freaking big. All right. And, and I do want to talk Knicks and Cavs, but go ahead, Stephen. Well, that's actually exactly what I wanted to bring up and ask you about was the uh, Knicks-Cavs series. Uh the Knicks are up three to one right now, heading back to Cleveland. Does anything about this series shock you? Them being up three one, with how well Jalen Brunson's been able to play, with how much Donovan Mitchell struggled tonight? Not really. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I I, I kind of thought that, and now now you got me really thinking. So I love it. Okay, so I kind of was thinking Jalen Brunson had the ability to be the best player on the floor in the series. And, and that that's something I'm kind of big on, guys, okay? Like, I think about who can have the two best players and who has more of the better player potential, right? Like, so the Lakers, we haven't even touched on them, but they're dangerous because, in my head, they they have the opportunity. And if, if y'all think I'm crazy, please tell me. But I, I think they have the chance to have the two best players on the floor in any series that they go in with AD and LeBron, obviously – if they're healthy. Okay. So with that being said, I think that the Knicks can have the two best players on the floor at all times in this series in, in, in a bevy of different ways, man. Cause like the Knicks have so many guys that can get going. Right. So, so Jalen Brunson, he's the engine. So yes, he's one guy. And before I get going on the Knicks, let's just bring this to speed too. The Dallas Mavericks are freaking morons. Okay. Like, Pay that dude whatever he wanted. You had the squad. You had the squad. You had it. Man, I, I can't. I could go on for days about this, but I won't. Okay, but y'all get my point. They had the squad. They had Jalen Brunson. They had two really good wings, Dory Finney-Smith and the other guy. Dude, they, they, had, they had what they needed, man. And they got rid of it because they didn't want to pay a guy. This dude goes to New York. He's lights. He's lights out. So, yeah, I, I I love it. Okay, so so real quickly, man, that's that I'm big on that. Like, who can have the two best players on the floor? The Knicks can have the two best players on the floor. 
You mentioned Donovan Mitchell real quickly. I think he's been extremely disappointing, guys. Okay. Um, and, and you know what? <laughs> this is kind of funny because y'all know Stephen A, how crazy he is. And dude was all nuts about wanting that. He made a mistake. He should have gone to New York. Yeah, that dude's insane. Okay. We know that. But 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 here's the point. They got the better guy in Jalen Brunson, man. Jalen Brunson, he's he's instant freaking offense, guys. Here, here's what people don't realize because I'm comparing it, but it's not okay. But it's similar because when you play a lefty, Stevens lefty, but so when you play a lefty in tennis, right, they, they can yank you in different ways on the court. Well, a, a dude that's on the basketball court, that's lefty and you're playing all these righties. I, I'm telling you, it's an advantage. RJ Barrett. He's another guy that can be a handful. Like those two lefties can, can give you fits. They got Julius. They got three lefties. Like, that's the craziest team in the world, guys. Seriously. They're a nightmare, man. That, that's insane when you think about it. They got three dudes that are extremely awkward to guard. They got too many guys that can do things with the rock. I actually really like the Knicks. And you mentioned, I think you mentioned Hershey, Hershey earlier. But let's transition this back now, right, to the Bucks because we don't need to talk about the Lakers anymore. I told you they can have the best two players on the court, right? But let's transition this back to the Bucks now, right? Because you got me going on the Knicks. Well, I do think that's who the Bucks. if the Bucks are lucky enough to get through Miami. And gosh, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I am because we're trailing, right? So we got to kind of feel that way a little bit. Dude, I think New York's going to give the Bucks all they can handle, especially with what Miami's done. They got one guy. They got one dude that's, like, killing them. Jimmy Buckets, and then he's throwing it to, to Duncan, who's been freaking collecting dust on the pine for all year. Come on, dude. What is going on with the effort from the Bucks? You're back, I'm back to the effort, Hershey. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, when when you were talking about that Knicks-Cavs series, um. You know, I th- I think we can't go without mentioning the defense uh, that the Knicks have provided. You know, holding the Cavaliers to under 80 points and then the next game under 100 to a team with Donovan Mitchell, who this season scored 70 points on his own, and they have another all-star point guard in Darius Garland with, with bigs like Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. I mean, come on. I mean, we're... we're this this defense from the from the Knicks has been incredible, and I feel like it's definitely going to be problematic for the Bucs going forward for sure. Tibbs, 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 man. Like at the end of the day, man. Right? They they butted heads in New York with Tibbs. Let let's be let let's let's be real here. They, they told them they wanted him out of there, and then as soon as that happened, something clicked. And I, I watched Game Three of the of the Cavs and the Knicks. And, and I told my buddy, I'm like, dude, I think New York is just the better team, okay? Like the Cavs, they're 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 so close, okay? Like let, let's keep it real, they're so close. They got some players, man. And when when Mobley grows up a little bit more, right? When Garland can show up a little bit more, he Donovan's gonna have some guys to go to war with. So I think the Cavs are coming, but you know what? I think the Knicks are here, Stephen Dorff. I think they're here. And I think if the Bucks get through, guys, we seriously should be worried because they got a lot of dudes that can penetrate off the dribble. And we're going to find out. This goes back to your Joe thought. We're going to find out if Joe can guard anybody, okay? Maybe. Again, maybe. We got to get through Miami. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I am. 
We got to get through Miami. Well, I will say uh, in the Knicks series, if we were to play the Knicks, hoping we beat Miami, uh, Drew Holiday would definitely be able to guard Jalen Brunson in my eyes much better than um, much better than he would be able to guard Jimmy Butler. And that, that I'm very confident in saying being that Jalen Brunson is what six, one, six, two, maybe even six, three. And he's just a lot smaller at the end of the day. And Drew holiday is one of the strongest guards in the league, but at the end of the day, he isn't capable of dealing with someone who's six, eight and stronger than him. He's just not. So I think that the Knicks would lose that instant offense in Jalen Brunson with Drew holiday on him. And it would be a much more realistic defensive matchup for our guy, Drew holiday. Well, again, let, let, let's hope that we can get through the Miami Heatian. I mean, come on, man. We're struggling with Jimmy Buckets and a bunch of dudes that, like, didn't even see the floor, and they're making Duncan Robinson look like an all-star, okay? I, I, I Effort, let, 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 let's just look a little bit ahead, right? Because they the, the effort better be there, right? Hershey, they, they better bring it, and they better play. Like, if they don't win – they're not playing on 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 Monday. They're not playing on Tuesday. They're, they're they're not playing on Wednesday. They're done, man. Get get your golf clubs. Get ready to go fishing, as the guys on TNT say, right? Get ready to go fishing, cause this. And then again, man, Bud, y'all better be calling for his head. And this could be one of the larger upsets potentially in, in NBA history. And you can give it a little bit of a like an asterisk only because Giannis has played 11 minutes and we're three games into the series. It's insane, guys. It's insane. Yeah, and I think, I mean, like like you touched on it, like Giannis, you know, playing 11 minutes. Um, and Steve, I don't know what, what you think about this, but do you think the Bucs have any chance if Giannis doesn't play, you know, the remainder of the series? It's so tough. I mean, I want to say yes. I really, really want to say yes. And I do think that we definitely have a chance of beating them. But with how well the Heat have shot the ball and with how stubborn Coach Bud has been in guarding the three, we we need Giannis. We really need Giannis. We've been missing Giannis all series. And at this point, I'm just going to pray that the guy gets healthy and can bring his MVP caliber basketball for us. Yeah, I mean, look, in in my final thought, fellas, at the end of the day, great freaking podcast, boys. Y'all killed it with me, man. I'm I'm so happy for you dudes. You guys got a great opportunity in front of you. And let's hope that the Bucks can pull this thing out and Giannis can get back out on the floor because at the end of the day, we we can see it. They are a shell of what they can be without their leader and their 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 guy that 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 is so strong. He, he's just so important, man. His voice, his leadership. It, it we're seeing it, guys. It it needs to be there, Hershey. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Um, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Bucks and Six podcast. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Stephen Dorf. But before we get out of here. You know, we'd like to thank you, Andy, for coming on the show, um, supporting us. You can check out Andy's show on Sirius XM Radio, channel uh, 967, the Sport Byline, iHeartRadio, and hundreds of affiliate radio stations all across the country.
Do make sure as well to follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Boxin6FFSN. Um, on the next episode, we were going to discuss the results of Game 4 of this first-round series between the Bucks and the Heat. Um, let's hope for a much better result in the next Game 4. And as Brandon Jennings' legendary phrase goes, Bucks and 6. Let's go!